the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. You know, sometimes I wish there was something like uh, ministerial malpractice. Yeah, uh, let me explain. Hey, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. It is the five o'clock hour. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Now, there is malpractice all over the place. In fact, in most professions, Um, medical malpractice. If you find a doctor that continually rejects what all of the medical books actually teach and it results in the harm and maybe even the death of his patients or her patients, they can be charged with medical malpractice. Attorneys can be charged with malpractice. They uh, they continually reject everything that is clearly written in the law in representing their clients. And as a result, they harm their clients in one way or another, and they can be sued for malpractice. What about ministerial malpractice. I I don't know how we could enforce it, but my goodness, there are so many people out there claiming to be ministers who absolutely could be charged with malpractice because they have a Bible in their hand and they totally, completely misrepresent almost everything that is in that book. And as a result... People are harmed horribly spiritually, and they may even die spiritually. Ministerial malpractice. Well, I have a story in front of me that includes an audio clip of someone who certainly could be charged with ministerial malpractice. Uh, the individual, I'm not going to name him because I don't want to give him any credit or publicity, but he is co-pastor of a United Church of Christ in Minnesota. And, of course, most of you know the United Church of Christ is about as far left as you can go. That's the denomination of Barack Obama and uh, his infamous infamous racist and anti-Semitic pastor. Anyway, he was, uh, this co-pastor, was waxing eloquent at a pro-abortion rally recently. And I want, this is an ordained minister of the United Church of Christ in Minnesota, at a recent pro-abortion rally. 
Listen to his words. I'm going to spread that word to my um, not-so-kind Christian colleagues who are all about restricting access when our faith says expand access. And I would say, if you have any faith at all, then you're in, then have your faith be as big as possible and if you don't have faith for a person who's pregnant to make their own choices then your faith is way too small if you're if you're going to think that religion somehow says we need to restrict access because of god then your god is way too small the whole point of a spiritual life for a person of faith is to have faith and to grow your your expression to grow your heart, to grow in love. That's who we are. And I'm tired, sick and tired of our Christian colleagues demanding that there be restrictions to this access. <laughs> what, what, what do you say? Uh, everything about faith, according to this, well, I started to say apostate, I don't believe this man is an apostate because to be an apostate, you had to know the truth and reject it. I don't think he ever knew the truth. I don't think he ever had a clue what the truth is. And I, you know, I keep saying it never give a liberal a Bible. They'll destroy it. They'll turn it inside out, upside down. They were perverted and they will come up with some crazy, evil, demonic convoluted interpretation of Scripture that says our faith is all about expanding access to abortion. This is how he defines faith. Expanding access. Access to what? Killing innocent, unborn babies. And if you believe in life, if If you believe in protecting unborn babies in the womb, God's creation, then, quote, your God is way too small. And then he refers to people who are pro-life as his not-so-kind Christian colleagues, his not so kind Christian colleagues. He says, your faith is way too... Really? The greater your faith, the more you want to kill unborn babies? He said again, quote, if you're going to think that religion somehow says we need to restrict access because of God, then your God is way too small. If you have faith, any faith at all, then have your faith be as big as possible. If you don't have faith for a person who's pregnant to make their own choices, then your faith is way too small. The Bible is filled with warnings about us making our own choices independent from God's law, God's principles. This guy has no clue about the truth of Scripture or the truth of life. He has no clue. And what he is preaching is evil and demonic.
All right, quick before the break, uh, let's go to Erica in Loudonville, Ohio. Erica, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Bob. Hi, You're Erica. Great job as always. Thank you. Wow, I just, I'm so shocked. Um, I just, the verse that comes to mind, uh, wide is the road that leads to destruction and narrow is the path that leads to life. You know, God says it's a narrow path that leads to life. You know, we don't have to expand our rights. You know, actually, we we restrict ourselves from having a lot of rights to do the right thing, <laughs> which is protect innocent life and not just prey upon the innocent because it's convenient or because it makes us money. I don't know where this guy is coming from. Mars? <laughs> well, he is he has completely rejected the authority of scripture. I am absolutely positive that if I were to ask him, do you believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God? I don't believe he would answer in the affirmative of any of them. I he believe would he would <laughs> I believe he would say that the Bible is inspiring. There are parts mm-hmm. of it that may inspire you. But infallible, inerrant, and every word inspired by the Spirit of God, nah. No, he would not affirm that at all. Not at all. He has rejected the truth of Scripture, and this is the result. He deserves the followers that he gets. And I just think about the horrible thing of euthanasia that's been happening in Europe and and places where the person is old, well, their life doesn't matter anymore. Let's just uh, extinguish that life. Yeah. This and is in, what it leads to. What if he becomes infirm and helpless, and somebody says, yeah. well, your life, you're worth more dead than alive. Yeah. So bye-bye. We're expanding our choices because we're expanding our faith yeah. <laughs> and our vision. All right, Erica, thanks so much. Appreciate you're the welcome. call. Thank you. All right. All right. And we need to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. I'm going to switch gears when we come back. Um, Would the President of the United States publicly, publicly affirm something that is blatantly illegal? Well, I'll let you make that judgment when we return. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. The controversy is swirling around the uh, COVID-19 virus. Where did it come from? How did it originate? Continues to explode upon the scene in the last few days. We have learned that the federal government, the Energy Department, has determined that the most likely theory is that it came out of the biological lab in Wuhan, China. Now, I'm not going to go over this a great deal because we dealt with it yesterday. But to even say that would have caused you to be branded by the mainstream media as a conspiracy theorist, a nut job a whack job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You'd be, you'd be censored on Twitter, on Facebook, other social media uh, places as well. And the most serious thing, was this a result 
of end of function research and or gain of function, pardon me, gain of function research, which from a completely layman's standpoint, which is me, it is research that tries to make a deadly virus even more deadly so that you could possibly use it in chemical warfare, but not always. But it is an attempt to enhance the deadliness of an already deadly virus, deadly disease. It's called gain-of-function research. When COVID first came out, there was talk. It was this gain-of-function. And Anthony Fauci came out and said, Oh, that's illegal. We didn't do that. We've never been involved in gain-of-function research because it's illegal. Of course not. Well, we found out that Wuhan was involved in gain-of-function research, and it was very possible that the United States government actually supported it financially. Well, everybody denied it. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Yesterday... At a press conference, John Kirby, uh, the president's uh, 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 security advisor, was asked a specific question, and I want you to listen to his response about gain-of-function research. Again, the one voice is a reporter. The voice answering the question is John Kirby on behalf of President Joe Biden. Listen carefully. Without uh, weighing in one way or the other on origin of, of the virus, you've made clear that there's no consensus. Does the president believe, though, that the reward outweighs the risk when it comes to gain-of-function research? Does the reward outweigh the risk when it comes to gain-of-function research? That type of I research got a is pretty degree. You're going to have to say that again. Does the president believe that this type of gain-of-function research? is proven. He believes that um, it's important to help prevent future pandemics, which means he understands that there has to be legitimate scientific research into the sources or potential sources of pandemics so that we understand it so that we can prevent them and we can prevent them from happening, obviously. Um, but he also believes, and, and, and this is why he wants the, the whole of government effort here to understand it, um, that that research has to be done, must be done, in a safe and secure manner as, and as transparent as possible to the rest of the world so, that, so people know what's going on. So I think that's a fancy way of saying yes. The question was, does the president believe the reward outweighs the risk when it comes to gain-of-function research? John Kirby was obviously taken back by the question, and he had to think about the answer. So he said, uh, 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 I, I, you're going to have to what did, what did you mean? Can, can you repeat that? And the reporter made it clear. Does the president favor gain-of-function research? And John Kirby went off into this long explanation, and then at the end, you heard him say it. Quote, I think that's a fancy way of saying yes. President Biden's personal representative said to the press that President Joe Biden supports gain-of-function 
research. You got that? No. I did just a tiny little bit of research and found Senate Bill 3012, which passed the 117th Congress last year. It was sponsored by Senator Marshall Roger, Republican of Kansas. It was introduced on October 19th, 2021, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The name of the legislation is Viral Gain-of-Function Research Moratorium Act. Viral Gain-of-Function Research Moratorium Act. May I read to you the congressional summary of this bill? And I quote, This bill prohibits the award of federal research grants to institutions of higher education or research institutes that conduct gain-of-function research. Gain-of-function research refers to any research that, one, may be reasonably anticipated to confer attributes to influenza, MERS, or SARS viruses such that the virus should have enhanced pathogen. Pathogenicity, pardon me, pathogenicity or transmissibility in an organism or two involves the enhancement of potential pandemic pathogens or related risky research with potentially dangerous pathogens. The key part of that, this bill prohibits the award of federal research grants to institutions of higher education or research institutes that conduct gain-of-function research. In other words, it's illegal. And we have been told now for two years by Anthony Fauci and many, many others The United States of America does not get itself involved in gain-of-function research. We were not involved in Wuhan. We never would. Never, 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 because it's illegal, it's immoral, it's unethical, and no, 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 we would never, ever be involved in gain-of-function research. That is the official position of the United States government. And yesterday, when asked... Does President Biden support gain-of-function research? His personal spokesman said, yes. Think about that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.